2: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 146, an episode that's uh, probably not going to be as vulgar off the hop as we were last week, if I had to guess. Um, Not that I had a problem with it, personally. I thought it was a great intro last week.
0: It will be, because we're going to have to discuss...
2: Uh, last week. Some fallout. <laughs> yeah. There's still more to go. More there's depths more. to be mined uh from that cupboard, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Hey, yeah. what happens if you put a smaller version of a cupboard inside the damn cupboard? <laughs> there's a dildo in the small cupboard. <laughs>
2: also, so. So, <laughs> kind of, uh, even more even more hypotheticals to mine uh for comedy gold here. My name is Justin Morris, and with me once again, as always, is
1: Stephen Heck. John Cullen and uh you know, boys, I feel like last week we missed a real equal opportunity chance, because Stefan, uh, <clears throat> when you originally brought up the dildos, you said dildos and fleshlights, mm-hmm. and we just went right to the dildos, and we did not at all discuss what would happen if you put a fleshlight in the cupboard. Yeah, now, so- if you
2: if you missed last week's show, I really feel like you cannot just jump into this one, obviously. It's, it's a This is like a direct sequel episode. Yeah, you
0: have to listen to the last episode. <laughs> Absolutely. It's exactly... Or just like, the first 40 minutes of it. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, Yeah, the, for sure. I like to think
2: flight. that most of our shows, it's like a sitcom. You can just hop in on any episode. Yeah. This is probably a two-parter, though.
1: Yeah, this is like uh, the episode of uh, Saved by the Bell, where Jesse's evil stepbrother moved in from New York. And it was a real vital two-parter. Definitely had to see both of those, or the narrative arc would have been impossible to keep up with. So the
0: the thing with the flashlight is that the dildo we, we discussed was like a, a realistic dildo. That's right, mm-hmm. shaped like a dildo. It, it's just like a penis mm-hmm. or whatever, and it, it, the shaft. Maybe there were balls in there. My mom went, my mom asked, were there? Would it have balls? And I was like, well, yes, if the dildo had balls. Yeah, we discussed.
1: Yeah, we discussed that. Um, we even
0: brought with the that flesh, up. The, the flashlight is like it's just
1: like a tube. That's right. But the thing with the flashlight is yes. it's modeled
0: sometimes after real women's vaginas. Right, but, but what I'm saying is so like the the outside, like the superficial, the outside part of it. Yeah, it still
2: would maybe, be in a tube. But it's
0: still this big fleshy tube. Right. So you're saying that even
1: if it was a real vagina it would come in a tube. Yeah. It would, yeah, which would be so
2: Because f- then then would you be making the flashlight part into a real flashlight also? So it'd be a real flashlight with a real pussy inside of it.
0: Well, there's no there's no fl- that's just a pun. I mean, it's it's there's yeah. no It's cuz the shape of a flashlight.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's also just the shape of a of a vagina also. Well, I mean, so not, I'm just, not in so if, many. If you make one of them real, why aren't you making both of them real? Here's a question.
1: If you if you do this and the yes. vagina becomes real, can you impregnate
2: said vagina? No, well, how do you know? Well, it doesn't have any of the rest of the stuff in there. You don't there.
0: know that. No, but it, it wouldn't though, right? I think I think we sort of discussed this with the last. So I'm not sure that soldiers- we
1: did because we said that when the soldiers came out, they now needed to like uh, breathe, eat, shit, they could fuck. So like presumably yeah. you're because we said there's a mouth on the character, so we're presuming that when it comes alive, the mouth now but anime. but exactly there's no
0: like uh reproductive system yeah, there's no body there's
2: no actual it, uh,
0: you know what i mean like there's sure. no re- there's no like fake painted on reproductive system like inside sure
1: so here's a new question what okay. if you put in uh <laughs> right. you know in movies when they have a fake pregnancy belly what yeah. if you put that in with the fleshlight attached to it Oh,
2: that's a big cupboard, though. Yes, it is. An yes. Open at this point. like it is.
0: <laughs> um yes. oh, the fake pregnancy belly. That's, that's see, it. like that's what I'm talking about. I think. Okay, so I think the fake pregnancy belly would. I mean, the spirit of the fr- the pregnancy belly is that you're supposed to look pregnant, but it could also just be like fat. So I think it would turn into just like a big wad of flesh. Like there'd be the belly button and everything, and but it wouldn't have yeah. like an organ inside because it's it's kind of like the front part of it. Like I think it's... So you're saying it doesn't have a womb. It wouldn't have a baby in there. No, I think it's it's just a bunch of skin, okay. basically. Yeah. Okay. that's. I, I would probably, say it's a bunch of skin.
2: That sounds gross. That sounds like the worst thing you could put in there.
0: What would happen if you uh, took parts of the cupboard and, and built a house out of it? Like you built a house, and, but then there were like parts of the cupboard... Kind of around it. So if you close the door, like, would it turn the whole house into the cupboard? And so you were saying also, uh, that that was a stupid question. Uh, You were saying also that uh, we had an email about this. Or or someone, someone, did we? Yeah, you Uh, said that
1: literally before before. we taped the show. Right before we started recording, you were like, Like someone someone wrote into the show
0: about the licensed toys. It's not an email.
2: Oh, oh, someone tweeted in and and basically called us a bunch of Philistines. Uh, and said, "I don't even that, know what that, that means." So. That they did put licensed toys in because last week we were talking about what would happen if licensed toys went in, and I was like, "I don't think the I don't think the movie dealt with that." And uh, Alan Iverson Gaming Sleeve at AdProc <laughs> wrote in and said, sure. "They did put licensed toys in the cupboard, you poltroons, you absolute <laughs> philistines." And he included uh, a screen grab of the movie uh, that includes a uh, Darth Vader coming to life, battling a T-Rex, and Oh, I think that's right. And like RoboCop appears to be shooting it out with uh, some other kind of action oh, figure that, that I is, don't recognize. That
0: is right. Hey, do you, and I'm I'm on the I'm the, I don't know why we didn't look up the Wikipedia page for this before. Do you know who's in it? Who plays the uh, this First World War British Army medic action figure? Do you know who plays him? Uh, Steve Coogan. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So he's literally... And he's in Night of the Museum, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, he's
2: doubling up on this concept of being a little toy who comes to life.
0: No, now I, I do remember the Darth Vader stuff now in the dinosaur because <laughs> that was the reason why I wanted to watch the movie because I'm like, oh, the whole movie is going to be like this. It's like how, um, was it Kazam? The, the one where Shaq's a genie? Yes. Yes. And there's the scene where the kid wishes he's like, oh, I wish it would like rain Skittles. And then it rains Skittles. And I was like, oh, this, this is gonna be the whole movie. And it it wasn't. It was just a re- I saw that in theaters. That movie sucked. And I was like six <laughs> years old and I hated it. Yeah. That's a good that's a potential bonus episode is watching Kazam. I've, oh, ne- I've never seen it. I've never, never seen it either. I've
2: never seen any movies with Shaquille O'Neal in it.
0: It's it's so bad. Yeah, it came out July 17th, 96. I saw that in theaters and we should do good a lord.
1: We should do a bonus episode where we uh, watch Kazam play Shaq Fu and listen to one of Shaq's albums.
2: I would love to play Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu is not of... a good game. Very was broken.
0: It, was it Steel? Is that the one where he's like the, the the big robot guy?
2: Yeah, he's like the metal version of Superman. I was going to say mm-hmm. as like a as like a superhero movie completionist, you would think I would have at least seen Steel, but I just you know, even as a kid, I I saw like. All these ads for movies with Shaq in them and was like, he's not an actor, you know? <laughs> I'm like I'm like nine years old. I'm like, come on. What are you? He's not in movies. What are we doing oh, here? Man.
1: The story of Shaq Fu is like very like vaguely racist also. Like it's very funny. This is the story. In the game storyline, Shaquille O'Neal walks into a dojo while heading to a charity basketball game in Tokyo. After speaking with Liotsu, a martial arts master, Shaq goes to another dimension, the second world, where he must rescue a young boy named Nizu from the evil mummy, Set-Ra.
2: All right. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> just as you do when you go play a charity <laughs> basketball game in Japan,
2: everyone <laughs> just
0: fallen into mystical karate worlds.
2: It was a different time. It was, yes. The
0: Kazam soundtrack uh, features two songs, three songs by Shaq. Uh, one is called I Am Kazam. Uh, one is called Mr. Material. And then the other one I think is kind of like the big one uh, here is called Wee Genie. <laughs> we
2: Genie? <laughs> yeah. That's so. W-E? Yes. All right. Yeah. Oh, I, I like it. That's uh, That's like the anthem of the movie, basically. And...
0: Can you guys guess uh the Rotten Tomatoes rating for the movie Kazam?
2: I'm gonna say three percent. Okay. So uh,
1: seventeen. Six percent. Ah, Damn
0: it. Justin
2: wins. Closest without going over.
1: Um there is a sequel to Shaq Fu that's also coming. Uh it's it's a Present day sequel? Yeah, it's supposed to be due out June 5th, 2018. So it's so random that we're talking about it, and it comes out next week, apparently. Who's making this? Well, so it says, in March 2014, an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign was started for Shaq-Fu, A Legend Reborn it will feature gameplay that heavily heavily differs from its predecessor more akin to a beat em up so i guess like double dragon the funding goal was 450,000 us if achieved the game creators at big d's productions promised the game would be released for consoles the game the campaign ended on may 5th that the funding goal exceeded at 473,000 uh, a legend after a legend of reborn was successfully funded. There was little significant word on its developmental status and release timetable over the next few years. In late 2016, the sequel's developers reported on an Indiegogo that it was nearly finished. Over a month after Nintendo launched the Switch, a special trailer confirmed that a legend reborn will be available on Switch. Uh, uh, Saber Interactive also announced that it would offer free copies of the game to early adopters of NBA Playgrounds on the console as compensation for initial lack of online features. In early 2018, it also confirmed the game was delayed due to unexpected licensing issues that require significant rework. (laughs) The game is expected (laughs) to come out... maybe
2: Shaq, not wanting to do it yeah. <laughs> yeah the game was expected
1: to come out in the second quarter of 2018 uh with wii u ps3 and xbox 360 being canceled as though system has been discontinued and fallen into disuse since 2014 the sequel is now set for release on july 5th
2: 2018 i'm looking at it it's real yeah it looks it's, uh, uh it looks- it's they're selling it at best buy apparently well, uh, so, so I mean, I guess
1: we'll see. It's got a trailer, so...
2: No reviews, though. They didn't send out any review copies if it comes out in a week.
1: It's worth noting that not only does the game feature the likeness and motion capture acting by Shaq, it also features a number of rap bars spit by Shaq himself.
2: <laughs> From his old albums, or is I, this new... It's, they got some new Shaq raps in I'm there. I'm just reading what's on there. All right. I don't know what to
1: tell you. This is... uh. The timing is interesting. It's very funny. Yes. I'm, I'm very... Uh, <laughs> I, cannot, I can't believe this.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's real,
1: dude. This is all real shit. So we're going to have to do a Shaq <laughs> fucking bonus episode.
2: Man. Oh, man. God, this is so this stupid. Is the, this is the dumb life. Uh, this is the life we've chosen. We've now. chosen, yeah. Okay, so back to the sex cupboard. Yes, yeah. of course. As we do. No, you said it was a dumb question. I like your question. Of if if you make a house with parts of the cupboard, including the door being the door of the house and the right. key turning the key to the house,
0: I feel like that's the only way to do it. Or is it just the key? Like, is it what what does it right? Like, what is? But how do you get in
1: the door? It's a very small door.
0: No, I think you would just it'd be part of the door. Would, would be made with, with the with the cupboard door. Um, yeah. Key... As long as, as long as the key and like, the, the lock...
2: keyhole has to line up. But then yeah. there you could, like, attach a bunch of other wood to the rest of it to make the rest of the door. As l- but, I f- yeah, as long as the original pieces are there, then Not technically thinking, right? the house is the cupboard, right? Yeah.
0: That's that's kind of what I'm thinking.
2: I think but. you I think you're onto something here. But
1: would the magical powers be enough to be distributed over the whole area of the house rather than a small area be, of the or would, cupboard? Or
2: would everything that comes to life just be like twenty percent? That's coming what I'm to saying. Life. Yeah, that's just
0: wh- like flopping around, like that scene <laughs> in uh, Alien Resurrection when. Yeah. Uh, you, Sigourney you, Weaver when you, Ripley uh, goes into the clone lab and there's turn, those failed clones
2: exactly you turn yeah. the key to go back into the house and everything inside is just like kill yeah. me yeah
1: exactly it's like when you put if you put a dildo in the house it would come out and like one of the balls would be alive but it could only do that move when uh, you get cold and your balls go closer to your body. <laughs> <laughs> So it just like goes up and down based on the temperature outside, <laughs> and then the rest of the dildos just
2: plastic, yeah, exactly like that, yeah, right, yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Do you have any more hypothetical stuff in the kick around on this um it feels hmm. it feels good, yeah, I feel like we've really we've really run the gamut, I feel like we've milked this for all it's worth <laughs> yeah, yeah, i, I mean we've like got like we've
0: that. done the flashlight, we've done the dildo, um we've talked about just the you know action figures, we've talked about. Uh, making the cupboard into a house of some kind.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really. Yeah. What else yeah, are you
2: going to put I mean, in there,
0: really? Yeah,
2: that's a great. I mean, it's a great question. If you put a Nerf gun in there, would it come out as a real gun? No. No, it would. Oh, though, speaking of
0: that, we talked about <laughs> well, why, why not? How
1: come everything else is so? Well, because it's not. A, it's not shooting. It doesn't turn the Nerf bullet, the Nerf things into yeah, real bullets. It's, all, it's already like a real thing. It's yeah, a different exactly. That did make me laugh, though, in Small Soldiers, uh, which you can hear on the bonus episode that we just recorded about the movie Small Soldiers. One thing we didn't mention, one of the weapons was they used one of those Nerf disc shooters. you remember those from the old days? Yeah. It had, like, the vacuum or, like, the air hockey, almost, like, motor on the top. And you yeah, motor- yeah. The they had that, but they, it, like, fired, like, whatever it was, CDs or whatever.
0: Like, it was CDs blade. and it was, like, razor blades. and Yeah. yeah. Well, that
2: was badass. Pretty good pretty good stuff.
0: Um, yeah, great stuff. Real good stuff you could yeah, say.
2: You could say that, and you could find that over on the Patreon feed That's of right. course. Uh, we yeah. just recorded that episode sure. before doing this one. Why not? Uh what's going on? This Stanley week? Cup the final. Stanley starts Cup tonight. starts tonight. So are underway. Is oh god Yeah. yeah. The okay. same
1: time as Golden State in Houston. Just but, a perfect uh, way to I, get into the Stanley Cup final for the NHL. And, and
0: like this at the same time? too because it's in it's in vegas right yeah it starts at five all the stanley
1: cup games start at five right and when does the five hour five hour time so it'll be seven or six when they're in vegas the nhl
0: is so fucking bad at marketing their sport and especially in the playoffs too they've had several times where you have like an entire saturday where like there's nothing else really going on there's a couple nba playoff games but nothing too crazy and instead of like staggering the start times of your games you start two of them at the same time, and there's like yeah. a three-hour gap until the next one starts. Dude, like...
2: I got this push notification from the NHL app yesterday that says, Lil John to headline free concert before game one of Stanley Cup final at 6 p.m. Eastern. He's um, a big hockey fan. He is, except they spelt his name wrong.
0: Well, they're spelled they're sp- with an H. Yes,
1: I mean they spelled it the right way to spell John. But as far as Lil John is concerned, that is an incorrect spell.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe it's a uh, maybe Seems it's like, like a Robin Hood impersonator. Thing. It was it, was it little or Lil? Because it might be like a, a guy in a Robin Hood. Costume. <laughs> yeah, it's just a guy in a bear costume. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be
2: outdated, of course, by the time people are listening to this because the game will have already happened. But of course, with Vegas having home ice advantage in this series. They're about to do something crazy here in, like, the next hour as part of their pregame ceremony. Oh, yeah. For yeah. game one, they've done this, like, yeah, all playoffs gonna, long. They're
1: going to kill Trump. Yeah.
2: That's basically what it's got to be, right? They're going to bring out some sort of politician, probably in a red tie. And have him be killed. And just, like, chop his head off or something? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure,
0: I'm sure hockey fans in Nevada uh, are, are, you know, very, like, left-leaning. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels that feels right. I'm sure,
0: like all, I'm sure none of the players uh, on either of these teams voted for Donald Trump. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine a wealthy white pro athlete who probably grew up in a fairly affluent family,
2: or uh, grew up on like the prairies of Alberta. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. I'm sure they all. I'm sure they all hate Donald Trump.
2: I bet they all voted for Hillary. Obviously, of course. Why would Why wouldn't anyone? Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, this I don't is, know. I'm excited for this series. Like, we, didn't, we knew that Vegas was going to be in the final last time we talked, but we didn't know whether it was going to be Tampa or Washington. Uh, this was a rare year where, re- like, really every team in the final four, there's no bad option. There's no team that I wouldn't want to see win the cup on some level. Yeah. I wanted uh,
0: – Tampa was the one I wanted to win the least just because they've already won before, and I wanted to see someone new. Though Stamkos has um, never won it.
1: Yeah. That's true. I didn't really want Winnipeg to win just because I want Toronto to be the next Canadian team to win it. Yeah, Toronto has
0: kind of a thing with Winnipeg, right? Because of like they're the two good Canadian teams, and they have for the, right now. Yeah, exactly. And, well, and, yeah, and Matthews, Matthews versus
2: lining. Line a is like yeah. kind of a feud. Yeah, I feel it. like that's like uh, Crosby versus Ovechkin, though. And in, in like seven years, nobody's gonna give a shit. Well, about Well, and also it
1: like they definitely don't dislike each other, and there's probably yeah. gonna be like no, like at least with Crosby Ovechkin, they played in the playoffs a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. They played in the Olympics all that stuff. I mean, Matthews and Line A, I don't think we're going to see a USA-Finland gold medal game in the 22, uh, 2022 Olympics. Or Leafs versus Jets. Or a Leafs versus Jets. Leafs versus Jets. Yeah. I mean, that's more realistic than you might think, but it's not going to be like every year. You know, Crosby and Ovechkin yeah. have played, what, five times in the yeah. playoffs? Yeah, so
2: this is entirely fan-driven, and it's
1: just about like...
2: No, uh, our guy better. Well, that's
1: a lot coming from Winnipeg. It's yeah. a bit of an inferiority complex Winnipeg has. But I mean, if you live in that fucking dumpster
0: <laughs> see, of a city, then... see, I
2: feel like Winnipeg is like the most harmless Canadian franchise. They are. It's they like, are. How could there were so many? People. I would say it's Ottawa.
0: I would say it's Ottawa. No one cares about Ottawa. Well, but But, Melnick
1: is such an asshole. And also,
2: like, Toronto and Montreal hate Ottawa, you know? Yeah. I hate Ottawa more than Montreal. To me, that makes sense. Whereas, like, I saw a lot of people being like, fuck Winnipeg during the playoffs. It's like, how could you possibly have any sort of problem with the Winnipeg Jets? They're the least offensive franchise.
0: Well, no, I mean, I would hate them if I played in their division and my team was, like, good. Like as like I don't hate any team in the league right now because like how can I? I can't hate a team more than my own team. You have no stakes, right? There's no uh, so, like, there's nothing there's, on the line
2: for you. There's no
0: rivalry, like no team has a rivalry with Vancouver right now because they just pity them. And like I can't get worked up about any team that, you know, Boston sure, but even that's starting to fade. And like I guess Toronto, but that's that's so media driven as well um, cuz obviously they're just miles apart. So I could I mean I don't I don't hate Winnipeg. But if I was a fan of, you know, Chicago or Nashville uh, or, like, Dallas, I would fucking hate Winnipeg for sure. For sure,
1: yeah. Well, and I think, too, they have the same, like, kind of Canadian fan base uppity that I think you would hate if you played them in the playoffs of, mm-hmm. like, our team's so fucking good. Like, whenever a Canadian team is good, their fan base just jacks off all over them all the time, Leafs included. <sighs> I wouldn't like, know anything about that. Pff, yeah, right. <laughs> you guys were the best team in the league for, like, three years. And that's all I heard about it all the time.
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, Vancouver's so good. Our team's so good. uh, Really, I wouldn't say three years. The second second President's Trophy year, the team was pretty bad. They just played in an awful uh, division. I don't know.
1: I'd say 2010 to 2012. Over that three-year span, they were the best team in
2: the league. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I'd say. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know why I'm fighting you on compliments yeah. towards the team I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: No, I disagree. I think we're actually kind of <laughs> they shit They were worse most than of that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't like I, them I, most of that time.
0: I, I tweeted this the other day, but like I, and I don't know if I talked about this the last episode, but um like I've reached this like state of like hockey enlightenment where I'm like not really paying attention that much, and like I've like I don't think they're gonna fuck up at the draft. Like I don't see the position they're in right now, I don't see how, uh, unless they reach for someone like out of nowhere, but like it's they hard. haven't, they haven't yeah. really done that. Yeah. I've I come
2: think, around on your spot where like, it's the perfect thing. Cause like, you can't really, you're just going on what falls to you. At yeah. Seven, they right? either it's take hard. someone
0: who falls or like, if it's a reach, it's like Kotkaniemi, but people are ranking him like four and five and like three. So like, yeah. I, you know, I I,
1: I think, think the only, only way, what I would say, I think there's only two ways they could disappoint you. Yeah, I think is like, yeah, like you say, a reach. Like I think a guy that you could see being reached for in the top ten is Dominic Bach. I was that's I exactly like, what I was about to and say, and I yeah. feel like people in Vancouver would not be happy about well, that. But or, even,
0: even with him, there's a there's a way to sell him is that he played with Pedersen all year.
1: Right, right. Uh, and and looked like quite good. And looked good, well. yeah. And there's, or they trade the pick in a bad trade. Like they trade the pick for like, I don't know, some kind of like later 20s player. Yeah, you know, and Which, then but, and then, uh, then Benning will come out and be like, "Whoa, you saw what Jonathan Marchessault so did this year? Twenty-seven year old broke out in the NHL. I mean, yeah, we think that uh, that's exactly what." Uh, I wouldn't mind them. I wouldn't
2: mind trading down to get yeah, more, pressure Though, honestly. yeah, but that
0: but that never happens, really. Yeah, uh, at Jose, least not, not from like our position. It's like, like San, San Jose
2: the, has done it a couple of times, and I feel like yeah. they're Toronto. One of yeah. Toronto but did it
1: when Dubis the only draft that Dubis did
2: he did it like three times. That was for yeah. Dermot, right? That was for Travis Yeah, that,
1: yeah. So the the pick they traded ended up being Connectney, So that kind of feels like oh, Konecny pretty good.
2: And speaking of Dubas.
1: but they got Dermot and Brocco with the picks it, that they traded for. Fine, yeah. yeah.
0: But you don't see that like you look at a team like in the NFL, like the Seahawks, who always, always, always trade down at the draft. That's all they ever but, do, yeah. Yeah, but but like obviously it's different in the NFL because like a third or fourth round pick is like going to play in the NFL that year, you know? Yeah. Whereas here it's like the value like lessens like very quickly at a very steep rate. So I don't know. I mean, you could trade the seventh down to like the Islanders for one of their first round picks in like a second and or a whoever, right? But I'm I'm it's weird to go into this draft like not really feeling nervous because they're gonna get a prospect that I I'm fine with. Like yeah, there 90% doesn't seem chance.
1: there doesn't seem to be anyone like Razzie from last year. You know where teams were, fa- which I think he's going to be a good NHL player. Yeah. He had a great year this year, but last year. You know, you remember there was, like, the panic of teams being, like, just please, we don't want to take Rasmussen. Like, his stock is too high, and he's, I mean, it's all power play production. I brought points. it up to his
2: face. Yeah, I know. That was really stupid. Power but. play production versus five-on-five. Uh, five. What do you think about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but exactly. Uh, and I think he said, like, he gave a good answer where he just I said... I didn't say I
2: was criticizing him for no, that. No, no,
1: I know. I know. Well, and I think he, he had a good... He's like, well, whatever. Like, I can't control what people say. Yeah. Like, I know that... NHL teams like me, so what do I give a shit? Like you know, but but I think that that was like last year and in years past, it's felt like there's been like a clear like one or two guys that it's like that teams are like oh "Oh, please don't don't take take this this guy guy. like he's universally ranked in like the top ten or top fifteen, but there's just like a guy that teams don't really want, and then and it doesn't feel like.
0: I'm I'm like fine with it where they're where they are now you know Like, yeah. if they were fourth or fifth that might be different but seventh like whatever like the players like you were saying Dominic Bach you know uh, Farabee, uh, uh Valeno but even Valeno is probably like the second highest ranked center in the draft I feel and- like
2: maybe two weeks ago like maybe Noah Dobson is in that territory of like. He's had a very good year, but it's also the QMJHL. So He's going to go top five. We I don't think. really know like how that like transfers across, but then clearly he was up against the best teams in the entire CHL and had like just an incredible Memorial Cup tournament. So I think the question marks have been uh, s- scraped off of of that guy. Uh, but. Uh, you mentioned Kyle Dubas there for a second. They, my of guy. Co- They of course, added Lawrence Gilman to their front office this week. They did. Uh, it's and beautiful, I, baby. I have, I have never been in a position before in my life where I'm, like, actively jealous of a team's front office before. Thank you. Uh, and that's kind of what uh, – like, I, I don't think there's a way to look at the Leafs right now and not feel, like, envious on some level, which is um, – you know, I, I I hate to butter you up like this, but it's just the goddamn Please. truth.
1: I'm a lobster. Put some butter on me, baby. <laughs> uh,
2: it's it's yeah. like it's hard to look at that and look at what we've got in Vancouver and be like, yeah, we're competing in the same league for sure. No. But we're it not. also
0: makes me feel better in that Toronto had like an arguably worse front office and they're Turned it it took, around. you know, it took however many years, but it's possible. But even
1: like, then, like I mean, it's not like Lou did a bad job. Like, yeah. I know you think, you know, you think in your mind, like maybe I don't want, and I, I wouldn't want, like, I think he let, ran the team for the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Dubis was ready when Lamarillo took over. So to me, like, and Lamorello's done pretty much a good job. I mean, he's made a few moves where you're kind of like, uh, but, you know, he shed Dion Phaneuf's salary. Uh, he made some some pretty solid moves uh, to acquire people. Brian Boyle was great last year. Plakanic had a really good playoff this year, even though he was terrible in the end of the regular season. Um, just stuff like that where I feel like he was a really good... Contributor to the to the team uh, for what he was there for, so I think like even that, if you have like a decent stopgap guy before mm-hmm. you get some kind
2: of you know young guy, but yeah, I'm I,
1: very excited. I, I think it's going
2: to be great. Do love all the takes though from like a certain section of Toronto media being like, "This is a disaster. This is a huge mistake. You've given the reins to this 32 year old kid, and at what cost? You've driven all of these like." adults out of the organization this 75 year old man or however fucking He's old He's 75. Is. And and how old is uh, Hunter? 50 something. Yeah, yeah, they're both gone. And it's like yeah. we we lost these guys. They were so valuable because they're old. That's yeah, literally that's it. it. That's it. Well, especially like, with Mark every Hunter. Every year you're on earth you become a more knowledgeable <laughs> hockey man. So yeah. the <laughs> smartest GM is the oldest man alive. Yeah, exactly. Like Theo
1: Epstein <laughs> definitely didn't turn around two different MLB <laughs> friends franchises in his 30s like definitely yeah, that, i know it's so stupid and like
2: the oldest former player who's not dead yet that we can make into a gm right now yeah exactly he's the best one
1: oh man yeah who knows we should uh frig yeah who is really old but still alive <laughs> gotta be like a Montreal Canadiens yeah. player that's like a hundred <laughs> for sure <laughs> and his name's Elmer like is, is Elmer Locke still alive <laughs> just throw him yeah, in the let's make him the Canadian yeah, he's a hundred years old yeah he's got he'll do great yeah he's an amazing guy <laughs> uh, fuck me like I know it's so funny and well, I think that I think the thing is that it was just because it was very clearly between Dubas and Hunter mm-hmm. so I think that that's part of it too is I think like in other teams it's a GM search and there's like a legitimate number of candidates and it's kind of like oh they they, you know so it's tough to make an argument one way or the other whereas in this case it's like literally we're pitting one guy against another guy Mm -hmm. it's like well yeah mark hunter's he's really done a lot more than dubis he's really been around a lot more than dubis
2: it's like i'm like well if we just gone with mark hunter instead Dubas wasn't going to leave. Dubis was leaving <laughs> he immediately. He was for sure yeah, going to leave. Dubas would have been
1: a GM somewhere else Absolutely. This, year. this
2: is the only situation I can think of where, like, it's, it happens so often with an AHL coach. Like, a team's AHL head coach will be successful in the A, and they'll be like, well, you better fire your head coach soon, or that guy's going to be gone, you know? Like, it never it, – I've never seen it in a GM position or a front office sort of thing before where it's like – If you don't strike now, this guy's out of here.
1: I'm surprised it was even a question after they blocked him going to Colorado. Like, no one really talked about... Like, I don't think they could really... I mean, I guess they could block him because they had him under contract
2: and they wouldn't let him out of his contract, but like... Was it an upward move if he'd gone? GM. And how were how they able to stop him from doing that?
1: Well, because – so, well, the, the, all they said was that they blocked him from going to Colorado. Okay. And there was, like, a lot of, like, cryptic, like, yeah, like, the Leafs just wouldn't let him interview for the job in Colorado or whatever. And obviously, like, you know that Shanahan was like, yeah, just stay one more year. Like, we're staying mm-hmm. the course. I'm hiring you for sure. It's always been the plan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what Shanahan said too. Like the one thing I love too is like Shanahan had this great thing where like he did kind of a press tour after hiring Dubis, And one of the quotes that he repeated in several interviews was he was basically like, well, I've been in the room when all the decisions have been made and uh, I like
2: Kyle's decision making yeah he, he was like, I know who thought what yes,
1: exactly yeah, yeah. and so you're like, okay <laughs> yeah
2: but like obviously it's like, like it's like, sort of an endorsement of Dubus but also like sounds like shade on everyone else yeah. Exactly. Uh, like, I know what
1: I would have done, and what I would have done is what Kyle would have done. <laughs> so now I'm going to put Kyle in a position <laughs> where he can do the things I want him to do. It's and, uh,
0: so foreign to me that uh, a front office can, like, plan ahead. Yeah, yeah right? Like, at all? Like, because we're still at the point with, with Jim Benning where uh, he'll he'll wake up and be like, oh, fuck, the trade deadline's tomorrow. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: or like, what, what was it when Calgary like didn't send in the paperwork for? Was it Alex Tangay?
0: Uh, no, it w- was it the? I know oh, Dale I think, Talon in Chicago. Thing?
1: Well, Dale Talon did it, but I thought, oh no, Calgary had it. Was the Ryan O'Reilly, thing. The Ryan O'Reilly
0: offer sheet where that's they didn't right. realize and that uh, they would have
2: lost him on waivers? Right, that's okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah, he would have had that's... to go
0: through re-entry waivers where right. anyone could take him. <laughs> but of course, that Dale... would have been the funniest thing in the world. And guess who uh, was working there at the time? Uh, John Wisebrod. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who's now working with with the Canucks, and I'm, I'm sure he's doing a, a bang up. Here.
2: And of course, there's also the classic one of Del Talon, like not right. being able to use a fax machine, yeah. right, to send out qualifying offers, so all of their RFAs just became unrestricted right. in Chicago, which is also pretty good, too. That's pretty great, yeah. Um, and of course, these these. Wise old hockey men, wise old are men. still kicking around the game. I can't even fucking figure out how to use a fax machine. Yeah. But oh, well, yeah, no, that's we, the guy we, gotta, we want. Hey, hockey we man,
0: Dale Talon built uh, a Stanley Cup final team this year. So. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, he did, didn't he?
1: He certainly helped.
2: <laughs> Fuck. Um, I, I do feel a level of investment though in in seeing this Toronto group succeed. Because I feel like it's bigger. Like, it, 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 I don't. And it's weird <laughs> to say that, too, because, like, I should be conditioned as a Canadian who gets this team, like, shoved down my throat no matter what, to be like, fuck the Leafs. I don't fucking care. But, like, clearly there's larger things at stake here. That this is going to be a, like, forward thinking, uh, you know, I don't want to say analytics driven front office. No. But there is certainly an element to that. Yeah. And if. You know, the the larger hockey media has taken every opportunity to roast, uh, like, what the Coyotes are doing, roast what the Computer Boys in Florida were doing. Like, we need one of these stories to be a success so that that can be a blueprint to pave a path forward for every team that we can basically break this sport out of the dinosaur age. And actually move forward philosophically in what it means to build a hockey team, and in that way, I think that this is a super important story, like for the entire league, that this front office is successful and and has uh, you know uh, people behind them that this is a way forward that that other teams can emulate.
1: Well, I think it's really interesting. I've seen a few people talk about this now, where they feel like stats usage has gotten so heavy pardon me in major league baseball that it's like everyone just does it now there's no there's no advantage anymore in major league baseball at least not from stats but like, everyone knows what the stats are. They know how to use the stats, and everyone's using them. And so, like, there were advantages when Billy Bean was, like, doing it in Oakland and stuff like that. Like, there, th- those were available to people, but they don't exist anymore. Like, basically, all those gaps have been narrowed so much. Like, obviously, there's still areas whereas one general manager might exploit another general manager. But in general, the gaps now are very, very narrow. And a lot of people are like the NHL and the NFL are like the two leagues where that data, where the gaps are still super wide. And so, it feels like, and it feels like no NHL team has truly tested it. Arizona doesn't have the money to, or the resources to really do what they want to do. Uh, and like
2: we've said, they're not exactly pushing all in on this when they're still employing like Zach Ronaldo.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then Florida gave up on the computer boys. So pulled the plug on the computer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so it, it's, it's one of those things that I agree. I do think it'll be interesting to see if Dubis finds these gaps that he can drive a few trucks through, then I think we might start to see those gaps finally narrow because that's what happened in baseball. Theo Epstein started doing it in, in Boston, and, of course, Boston, one of the most marquee franchises in baseball. The Leafs, one of the most marquee franchises in hockey. Uh, that's what kind of turned the tide of, like, oh, you can do this with a big market team with a big market budget and have success. So, so yeah, it should be interesting to see uh, what
2: happens. Speaking of and, things that are interesting to see, I, I think that this is the the crew to do it though too. Not to not to cut off your segue though. Uh, you love it. Like, that, but a, like Lawrence new... Gilman is like. That's his, that's his whole MO when he was in Vancouver. It's totally. like, he's the capologist guy. He's going to find is awesome at that too. every single loophole. And yeah, exactly. Everybody that I've spoken to that knows Toronto really well says that Brandon Pridham is like that same guy. So if you surround Dubas with two guys whose entire MO is that they know the legalese of the CBA and can exploit every single loophole possible... How is this not going to be, like, the most forward-thinking front office out there? But, uh, yes, we will We will. Speaking of things that are interesting to there. see, <laughs> <laughs> our clip of the week this week comes to us uh, from Littleton, Massachusetts, and is a callback for longtime listeners of the program uh, who go be- all the way back to, jeez, is it, is it episode, like, 68? death of a pharaoh it's it's in the 70s maybe it's a it's a long time yeah, i'll take a look and i
0: want to say it, it sort of fits as well because like justify has won uh the first two races of the triple crown so. that's right
2: yes of course uh american pharaoh famous on this program for uh getting loose on the freeway and then being killed by a semi truck uh, yeah, r- rest in power sweet prince uh and this is a a news report which came out on It m- is uh,
1: episode 65, November wow. 7th, 2016, G- Death of guess, a
2: Pharaoh. Yep. May 22nd of this year. This was a big-time news story in Littleton, Massachusetts. And I don't think I need to say anything more because this clip speaks for itself. 10. Horsin' around on the highway. Pony problems in this
0: two-horse town. Just one station has the interview with the woman who owns those horses. Now, they got loose and galloped into some highway horseplay through Littleton and Acton. <laughs> All right, team's Kate McCoy is live in Littleton tonight with more from the owner and this main concern, Cate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we
2: need any of the story after that. I mean, I kind of want to hear it, to be honest with yeah, you. We? I mean, well, let's we'll, just see Yeah, it sucks. Right now, those
1: horses are back safe at the farm after quite the escapade this evening. They made it through these woods and straight on to Route 2 during heavy traffic, making for quite a scene.
0: You would think that they would be afraid to go on the highway, wouldn't you? Jack and Molly, <laughs> two running alongside. ditched their familiar scenic route and went straight. Oh, there's footage of them. Two yeah. in this evening, oh, meandering along with rush hour traffic. They tore down the electric, as you can see over here, and went down the driveway, and down the road. It's too bad that over they the barrier, cut loose from an enclosure and, and not. we were on Twitter, and uh, Channel Seven, and. The eye in the sky and all that. Got <laughs> okay, a call from that's a good. Neighbor. That's good. That's so
1: funny. <laughs> I love that, too, at the beginning, they're like only one station's got the interview with the owner
0: of these horses. <laughs> <laughs> It's because uh, only one station was looking for the
1: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, you, I mean, we've all heard about the Littleton slash Acton News Wars, the three channels vying <laughs> for the attention there.
2: It's uh, funny that uh, Death of a Pharaoh, though, would be in the news in our clip of the week this week because we actually uh, we got an email through the contact form on realgoodshow.com oh, this week. Wow. About that exact episode. Uh, And this email comes to us from uh, Mr. Scott Matthews, who writes... Hey, Scott. Misspelled word. I thought you would like to know. It looks like you've misspelled the word pharaoh on your website. Silly mistakes can ruin your site's credibility. In the past, (laughs) I've used a tool called SpellingScan.com to keep mistakes off my website. Thanks, Scott. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. Of course, that's how American Pharaoh spells his name, so there's nothing I can do about that. What what do you mean? (laughs) That was just the email that we got.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you did. So that, spe- was, that was you, like an ad. You, you did spell it wrong, dogs, though. I guess so. It's P H A. Oh no, never mind. You no, spelled it
0: right. Uh, American Pharaoh's name is spelled yeah, wrong. American Pharaoh's the, the name is spelled, spelled wrong.
2: wrong. Oh, I got you. So I got yeah, this man. helpful little email from a guy saying that I'm unprofessional because he doesn't know who American Pharaoh is. Oh, I got so you. So suck my dick, Scott Matthews. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the title <laughs> of the episode.
2: <laughs>
0: Make sure you spell his <laughs> name right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, spell it wrong. the Scott with like one T.
2: <laughs> Suck my dick, Scott Matthews. I just thought, you know, it's very rare that we get a contact form email through the website. Yeah, that's so funny. I thought that one was very timely yeah, and uh, bizarre, honestly. So, Scott, thank you for that. Speaking of bizarre things, though, we got another clip here. Should we even do this right now or should we save it for next week? Which one? Uh, freak on a Leech.
1: Oh yeah, save it. Yeah, save it. Yeah, we're already deep in this app. Yeah. Let's fuck it. Let's yeah, go. We got, to some, qu- good we got some good stuff from Coach questions. Mike Leach.
2: We'll save that for next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll save that. And, shit. and go from there into uh, the top three questions of the week.
0: Hey yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> we murder in CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell,
2: look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, Oh, John? my friend. There's actually mailbag today, not too bad. Yeah. Maybe, um, Monday mon- morning might be the time to do it. Well,
1: I think part of it, too, is it's uh, Memorial Day in oh, the, the USN day. I had the day off today. So people so. are just chilling on Twitter, ready to get yeah. some questions in. the first one comes in from Andrew Hugs Dogs. Great Twitter handle, at Andrew Hugs Dogs. Seems like a kind man. I assume his name is Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. I uh, his
2: last name is HugsDogs.
1: Uh, that's all you can assume. I don't know if there's a hyphen or not. Please write in and let us know. Uh, what professional or amateur athlete do you think would be most likely to struggle at their sport due to a porn addiction?
0: A porn Logan Couture addiction. Yeah, Logan Couture. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I'm using some logic there. That's some ice cold uh, Stefan logic. Uh, I,
2: like, I like how he also came out and said he, his Twitter was hacked, right?
0: Yeah, when it was just he was the first person ever to click the share button on Pornhub. <laughs> That's right. And I guess wasn't in, in incognito mode at the time. Yeah. If you're in incognito mode, you don't have to worry. As long as you're not logged in on Twitter in incognito mode, you don't have to worry about click like the share button is whatever.
2: Well, even if you click the share button, I it figured there's probably up. like
0: three more things you have to click on yeah. before it Although, actually granted, publishes. This was this was like four or five years ago, so it could have been a little different. But yeah, he did uh, uh, tweet out a link. Uh, it was like an automated sharing thing from Pornhub. I forget exactly yeah, what it right. was. Um, so, just going by the logic of like, you know, maybe he's the only pro athlete who watches porn. So, I'm going to go with Logan Couture because we know for sure that he watches Pornhub.
1: Well, this one says uh, amateur athlete as well, so I'm going to choose uh, Nick Willis. Uh, he's a New Zealander who is a middle distance sprinter that went to the 2008 Olympics, and he actually has a porn addiction. So, no,
0: that's cheating.
1: It's not oh. cheating at all. You've definitely done this to answer questions before, so you can go fuck yourself. Uh, also, okay, this is okay. So this is what's very funny to me, and that you guys will enjoy this as well. Okay. So it says uh, it, it, he. It, it says that he. His wife was what helped him get over it. So he posted on Facebook that he was, like, addicted to porn. And he said that, you know, he wanted to, like, come out about it. And uh, he says that, uh, (laughs) he says, Willis, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Willis says the strength of his wife helped him beat the addiction, threatening their relationship and his ability to be a father. In an exclusive interview, the Middle Distance Runner opened up about his obsession with porn and his shame in dealing with it. Talking last night, he credited his wife of eight years, Sierra, uh, for helping him with his addiction. Exactly. This is okay. Sierra showed a great amount of grace with me, Willis said. We decided to beat it together.
0: (laughs) Okay, come on. Are you serious?
1: Yeah. He says, We decided to beat it together. We talked openly about the issues of sex trafficking, abuse of women, objectification of women, and accessibility of pornography for young people on cell phones. Getting this topic out of my secret life into the open and talking, talking, talking has been the biggest impact in breaking the cycle. And that's also so funny that his wife was like, I'm going to help you get over this porn addiction. I've printed up some articles about sex trafficking. Let's really (laughs) get into it. (laughs) Like the idea that that's like an accessibility of pornography for young people on cell phones. That's what helped him break his addictions. Talking about that with his wife, young people (laughs) looking at porn.
0: Yeah, I love watching porno on the smallest screen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, I know who I'm going to go with then. And that is uh, none other than Vancouver Canucks defenseman Michael Delzato. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's a great choice. Delzato once linked, of course, romantically to uh, now princess Meghan Markle. Uh, was really? she's a duchess now, isn't she? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he Wait, was. I didn't know that, He's really? like romantically linked to her. If you Google Meghan Markle, Michael Delzato, there'll be a bunch of like photoshops of like his face coming in between Markle and like Prince Harry Oh man, you know Prince what is so
1: made. great about that though? You know what their couple name would be? Markle Delzato. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, Damn we, it! We had him <laughs> the on. The robbed us of this. We had him on the morning show that that I was uh, <laughs> oping on before, uh, before the royal wedding. We asked him if he was going to watch it, and he said no. He had no interest in it. So maybe still some hard feelings there. I'm not oh. sure, but he he definitely had some hard feelings <laughs> uh, towards uh, Lisa Ann. Yeah, this is a great choice. He he just uh, was would not stop uh, trying to get her. Uh, I don't I guess it wasn't even her He was trying to No it to... was just like
0: Do you know anyone In the city Do you know anyone That I can
2: Yeah she said That she was uh, He was using her As a dating service Yeah She put out a series Of tweets that said As you may imagine I get pretty random texts Takes a lot to annoy me But some people Strive at it The most annoying Texter In the history Of my life Has hands down Been Michael Delzato. Yes Michael Delzato, The stud NHL player For some reason He thinks I am A dating service And will arrange dates for him. Strange. Most guys want to date me, not use me to find other dates, but okay. I have asked him for two years to stop. And then another porn star as well, Amber Rain, came out and said, he did this to me too. It was not appreciated. Wow. So uh, clearly Michael DelZotto, uh, you know, seeing a lot of porn when he was a, a younger man perhaps yeah. back in New York and Philadelphia and not wanting to be with the women in the porn, but just asking them if they knew other women, which is <sighs> – Kind of fucked up a little bit. Yeah, I mean. but I mean.
1: That's what I think when I watch <laughs> porn. Yeah. Does she have any cool well, friends? Yes, she has friends? Yeah. <laughs> she probably got some cool <laughs> friends. It's always a, like she's got so many jobs. Like she must have a lot of different friends yeah. from a lot of different places. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, Tiger Woods was being like fueled by sex addiction though, right? Because he was like still on top oh, before it all way came Way on out. top.
1: He was on top of a lot of things. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's the worst joke I've ever made on the uh,
2: show. But, yeah, it was like Not a big laugh, cleaning up his <laughs> yeah. act was, like, the worst thing that ever happened yeah, to him. Yeah, absolutely. So he just needs to start, you know, oh, he know. needs to be a sex addict again. That's what will <laughs> yeah. bring it back.
1: I think so, too. Uh, okay, next question comes in from our current leader, and this moves him 400 points clear of the pack. With the 200-point question this week, Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC, what will a typical day in the life of each real good show host look like when they are 74 years old? I think I'll be dead. You think so? I think there's a chance I'll be dead. I mean, I think law of averages dictates probably one of the three of us will be dead. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think – or
2: all of us. Or all of us. I I don't know. Maybe Stefan's right that it will be him. And that, like, <laughs> Stefan, I think you're gonna die. Well, no, I thought why. I thought it might be me for a second, but now I'm thinking Stefan might be onto something. And that, like, maybe I'm wrong. Actually, maybe I'm, maybe it's the opposite. Do small dogs live longer or shorter?
0: They live longer. Yeah, big never, dogs Big dogs live
2: less. Yeah, never mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm way off on this one. You're trying to use dog
1: logic? Yeah, yeah. Stephen, you're the size of a, you're, like a you're, small you like poodle. a small
0: dog. They yeah. live shorter. You're going to die. <laughs> I mean, Great Danes live to be like eight. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's yeah.
1: definitely a lot of uh, when people are trying to figure out human life expectancy, the first thing they turn to is dogs. Mm-hmm, That's right? what informed all of our studies. Everyone remembers Darwin's dogs.
2: Exactly. I, yeah.
0: I think I would be doing... Um, basically the exact same stuff i do now i'd be like on my computer i'd be on the phone i'd be like playing video games but like just the future versions of them so i'd be on like the ps uh, eight you know and i'd be on my uh my iphone uh like 12 maybe 12 I- I-
1: it's already at 10. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, they're going to they're taking a break. <laughs> <gonna> slow down. <laughs> they're taking and, a yeah, break. They're really going to slow down. <laughs> they, start, they start to go to fractions. Uh <laughs> in the next couple of years.
2: It's
1: kind of like when uh when PF Flyers tried to make a comeback as a shoe out of nowhere like 30 years later, like yeah. 5 years ago. That'll be like yeah. that. Uh, Apple just takes like a
2: 30 year break. Didn't LA Gear try to mount a comeback also? Oh, That's still, LA Gear's still right.
0: around. Yeah. I've seen kids with light up shoes. I mean they're not LA Gear shoes, but I've seen light up shoes. I mean shoes. technically in Los
2: Angeles everything is LA Gear. I get what you're saying there, but yeah, (laughs) that's not
1: my best. I mean, you know, whatever.
0: (laughs) So you'll still be telling jokes like that, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, we can only assume that. Of uh, the three
0: of us, I would say that
2: only John is like maybe going to be retired at that point. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and that's assuming he at one point decides to become a teacher full time. Well, Um, Stephen might get. You still uh, draw a pension if you're just a sub for your whole career. Uh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I'm,
1: yeah? St- I'm paying into a pension bud oh all right. uh, absolutely um well not to mention my own RRSPs yeah, but that's, true. Mean, that's, that's true that's true I mean you know that's besides the point though uh, I just don't think I'll
2: be retiring anytime soon <laughs> fair enough I
1: well no Stefan could get a a, a good screenwriting job or something like that's that true. I feel that's like Stefan seven has way more famous friends than I do really I feel like you do yeah yeah what
2: about your old bud I- Ike Barinholtz what's he yes. Uh, he's, he's gonna,
0: uh, he's in the pictures. He's, he's making, gonna, uh, he's working on movies.
2: He's going to float your retirement, right? Isn't yeah, he? That's the plan. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just be part of Ike Barinholtz entourage. That's yeah. what,
1: uh, that's what Stefan says to his financial advisor. <laughs> well, they're like, oh, Stefan, I think you should start an RSP. He's like, I already got an RSP. It's called Ike fucking Barinholtz. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Ask Ike if he needs, like, someone to make breakfast for him. <laughs> That's could, your could, retirement yeah, plan? I could, be, I could be Johnny Drama for Ike Marenholz. <laughs> That's <a good> idea. <laughs> that would
1: actually be, like, it, it would be harder. I think it would be really shitty to be a personal assistant for, like, not Ike necessarily, but I feel like Ike is kind of like one of those guys, like he's in a lot of things, but a lot of people wouldn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you said, oh, do you know Ike Barinholtz? They're like, no. But then if you show a picture, they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, the guy from Neighbors. Yeah, yeah Neighbors or Blockers or Cockblockers yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like people know him obviously, but like I feel like that would be hard. Like I feel like if it's a very famous person, being their assistant, you know, it just consists of calling people and being like, do you know who my client is? Mm-hmm. Whereas like the other way, it's a lot of like – do you know who my client is? It'd <laughs> be a lot more tricky, I feel. Um, uh when I'm seventy four, I really hope I'm just uh playing games. I just want to be playing card games and board games and just living my life, hanging out with my grandkids. Yeah,
2: I bet Stefan and I probably were both like retired to Hornby Island at that point, probably oh, yeah. I'll be up on Hornby. We're living sure. on opposite ends. No, no, now guys. We hate each other. Okay, point. well, wait. So 70, kind of out.
1: 74 is 44 <laughs> years from now. So Hornby Island's going to be in the ocean.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, so you got to consider that. I mean, yeah, the big earthquake is probably going to have oh, hit by yeah. then, too. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like the three of us will. So we'll, know,
2: we're on, we'll be on Hornby rebuilding Hornby. You'll be on Baffin
1: Island. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hornby, no, it'll be gone. It'll be in the ocean.
2: Yeah, it's going to sink. It doesn't sink. The ocean rises, bud. So. Yeah, with those melting ice caps. Yeah, it's yeah. over.
1: We're all fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's all over. <laughs> if we make it to, we might all die by 74, but it's not mm-hmm. because we're all shit. Okay. It's because the it's a very real so global crisis. Just, I know us. what
2: I'm going to be doing at age 74. I'm going to be, like, standing on, like, a plateau looking out over a desert valley, and there's this, like, little two-headed lizard thing that's, like, in the foreground, and it, like, crawls towards me, and then I just step on it real fast, and I pick it up, I bite its heads off like the beginning of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> yeah. This is the reality that I live in, apparently. That's fair. That's, a, that's a, definitely a
1: reference I get.
2: Oh, yeah. I respect it. True. But no, my, not one of, that didn't crack your 10 movies that year? No. It should. It's one of the best action movies of all time.
1: Yeah. But action movies are like, you know, whatever. Um, wow. But uh, they're just like, it's like, who cares? But, uh, no, I'll, I'm sure I'll watch it uh, eventually. Yeah, maybe. it'll be
2: like training for living that life. When exactly. We get to that point. When
1: someone makes us do a bonus episode of Mad Max Fury Road in uh, what, 20 years from
2: now. It's
1: the 20-year <laughs> no, anniversary of Small Soldiers. I'm
2: saying that it's going to be an instructional video like right, you're going to have to watch it oh, I gotcha. before you have to go out and, and live that.
1: Yeah, uh, that's fair. I did buy a guitar so I could be ready to be the guy with the, f- the guitar yeah. flame. Yeah, yeah. Is he good? Does he live?
2: Uh, no, they all die. Oh, okay. Well, okay, well, great. Now I don't have to see it. Everybody but Max and the ladies dies, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, that's good. Thanks well, not that. everybody. There's a yeah, bunch of just civilians fine. at I the never, town. It's
1: fine. I never wanted to see it anyways. It's
2: great. You should watch it. I don't want to now. You just fucking
1: spoiled it for me, bud.
2: Kay. Sorry. The bad guys lose. Big time spoiler. That is a spoiler. Have you yeah, ever seen you Little thought, Big League? Yeah, you thought the guy on with the guitar was a good guy. Have you ever
1: <laughs> seen Little Big League? Bud Ken Griffey Jr. catches the potential home run.
2: Oh my god! And then the chant, Billy, Billy. I don't know. I've not seen that. You haven't seen Little no. Big League. Have you seen oh. Little Rascals? Yeah. Donald Trump is the rich kid's dad. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. Hey, hey. So hey, we know hey. who the bad guy is in that one.
1: Yeah, it's alfalfa. <laughs> it's Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna. I want. So my grandpa lives in an assisted living place, and they just have, the schedule there is fucked. Yeah. He gets all his Pinochle, meals paid for, and it's like cards, board. trivia, like beanbag toss, like trivia. all this shit. Yeah, they do trivia. Really? Yeah. He's got a sweet little apartment there. Like that's it's it, playing man. Playing
2: bingo. Yeah. This this sounds good to you? Yes. I wanna do that. that I wanna do
1: that now. If if I could move in there right fucking now and just someone cooks all my meals for me and I play sweet
2: games all day, you wouldn't like that? I mean that sounds like uh Ike Baronholtz's life if I was making a direct. <laughs> That's all what the I'm time. saying. Sounds like a
1: great <laughs> fucking life. Absolutely. I I just assume at some point I'm gonna learn how to play bridge. I don't know when that happens, but I just assume you it happens. You know how to play crib. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that's I, a great game I, I yeah Crib you. is a good game you I don't, don't know how to play Crib, to play Crib play that, either no. Jesus Christ okay well you come over one time we'll watch Little Big League I'll, tell you, I'll teach you how to play Crib I don't know
2: if you can slot Little Big League into your 10 movies a year schedule I
1: can because I haven't seen it in a while and it is great that's another one where there's some like unexpected like it's a kids movie but then also like he's staying in a hotel and he rents a porn called Night Nurses from Jersey and you see the porn stars get naked they have well they have bras and panties on this is the,
2: the one where the kid breaks his arm and and then becomes a pitcher. No, that's now. Rookie of the Year. Right, that's Rookie of and the Year. And that's
1: very bad. I went back and watched it, and it does not hold up at all. Daniel Stern's character is excellent, and the rest of it is terrible. <laughs> okay. But, uh, no, Little Big League is the one where he takes over as the manager of the Minnesota Twins, and he's like 13 years old. Oh, uh, it's like Kyle Dumas. <laughs> yes. and But no, people actually say that it is like, it it is like an analytics positive movie because yeah. there is like because there is like multiple scenes in the movie where he fights with the older people being like I want to do this and not that and this and not that and whatever and it's like now analytics people go back and they like jack off to it.
2: It's the it's the power fantasy.
1: Yeah, because there is like because there is like a there is a there is a scene where they're talking about bunting. So they're asking, like, because the owner of the team is mad. He's like, why are we making this kid the manager? And he goes, well, give it, test him. Give him some situations. So he gives him this, like, situation about bunting, and the kid answers the question. And then, and then the older manager, the bench coach, who helps him is like, mm-hmm. got any more questions? <laughs> hey. He hey. silences the critics. Then he's the manager. It's great stuff. All right. Anyway, last question, 300-pointer from Mitchell Pollock. Uh, he says, today is the start of the new Bachelorette season on ABC, which I'm not about to speculate why Mitch knows that, uh, but congratulations to him. It's like
2: wrestling, honestly. I guess, yeah. It is It is very much like wrestling. Yeah, but... Uh, in my limited exposure to right. it. but you
0: could watch wrestling instead. <laughs> it's <laughs> also like, if you're on Twitter, you probably... Like, it's like always the number one trend whenever it starts again. So I just... Maybe, in Mitch's defense, maybe... He was just on Twitter.
2: Maybe he's in a bachelorette fantasy league.
0: As someone who knows Mitch, I'm guessing
1: it's because he watches it. I would, okay. I would that's, assume
2: that's so fine. too. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fine. Yeah, it's I, just, it's, it's mostly. A, I bet his wife lured him into this. I agree. Yes,
1: I feel like his wife has lured him into a few things, <laughs> like a marriage. Am I right, guys?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Disgusting. All right, guys. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. It's like such a typical like yeah. stand-up comedian. Like, oh, you two are married. Fuck you. you know, <laughs> like that's like I feel like that's like fifty percent of crowd work. Yeah. Oh, you two are married. Ah, fuck you. You get got a, a lot little. of these yeah. fucking people. Yeah. Oh, God, you got married. Fuck. Yeah. You guys are probably gonna get divorced. <laughs> well. Anyway, uh, if the three real good show hosts entered the Bachelorette, who would survive the longest, and who would be
0: booted first, and why? john you would survive the longest i mean thank you for saying so i yeah. agree you're a, you're a teacher yep. i think that and that alone is enough to be like okay this guy he's good with kids yep like presumably uh he's smart yep uh he's got like a like a job job like kind of the classic job of like i do have a, a classic job yep um yeah so you'd be my vote i curl uh, I I also think John. Don't bring that up, maybe.
2: I also think John survives the longest, but for a completely different reason than Stefan believes. Because, like I said, it is like pro wrestling. So they know the lightning rod figures. Like they know. When I was watching uh, the one season that I watched when I lived with a girlfriend and we watched television together occasionally, there was this one girl, Corinne, who was like the biggest heel. I've ever seen so obviously she stayed until the end because everybody fucking hated her and the producers know that like she's this massive heel everybody's rooting against her she has to be here the whole time because it creates stakes now I think you see where I'm going with this obviously within the group dynamic of real good show John has proven adept over the years at playing heel
1: I can do that, yes. Uh, and
2: I think this would be his natural role as well, just to kind of uh, be, yeah. like, <laughs> like you are not ingratiating yourself at all to any of the other men. Oh, definitely the Bachelorettes, uh I
1: dislike most men, and especially the ones who, the type of guys that are on The Bachelorette.
2: No, not for me. Now, I agree with you on that, but I still feel like they're going to frame your behavior as though you are at fault here. Oh, completely
1: psychotic, yeah. Well, because I'm also going to show up in the first episode and be like,
2: huh, you want to get married at the end of this? <laughs> Fuck you. So because he's the heel that audiences will be cheering against, I have a feeling that John will survive until like the at least the final three. Probably. Oh, I, li- I like the sounds uh, of that. I like the sounds of that. I mean, I'm definitely... And that has nothing to do with your ability to charm The Bachelorette and everything (laughs) to do with the producers wanting to keep you around.
1: I think I'm pretty charming, but um, I I definitely uh, know for sure, and it's something I've always thought of, that like um, whoever my wife will be... I always imagined going on three dates with her and watching her sleep with five other dudes and
2: then marrying her. Mm-hmm. That's
1: always been my dream. So yeah. it, it would fit perfectly for what I've been into.
2: Yeah. And you would want to know that she dated me right before she went out with you also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah Cause I guess all three of us are on the show. So yeah. yeah. Be,
1: could you imagine if we were the final three? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, it but all would be all
2: three of us are dating the same woman. Well, and all, did for, all the other like guys three die?
1: months? Well, and it would also be like the most perplexing thing ever because everyone watching the show would be like, "What is her taste?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Like, all three of us are, like, different heights and sizes, and we all have different hair and eyes. We all look completely
2: different. And they'd be like, what is she even into? Is this, like, a fetish thing? Like, what's happening? That one guy got really good at making breakfast while working for Ike Barrenholz.
1: <laughs> I don't want to let just I, Like, I, I do want to let Justin go, but the crepes every morning are just to die for. <laughs> Have you Uh, had his crepe, Suzette? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for all agreeing that I would be, uh, that I'm the most handsome on this show. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Justin, you should uh, let's get on with it here. Yeah, I, g- like, I guess we just all answer. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you were so, I thought you were going to do the transition, then you were like looking at something on your phone, and I'm just like waiting. Like, Sorry, I
2: thought we, we all said who would go the longest. I don't know that we said who would be knocked out first.
1: Oh, that's right. We didn't say there's who would be knocked out first and question. why. I know oh, me, Stefan me, gets knocked out first, and it's because on the first night he jacks off into the toilet and gets caught, and they kick yeah, him out for being a question. perv. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because oh, one one sense.
1: guy will be like one guy whose name is Nick
0: for sure. Will be like,
1: oh man, you guys fucking Stefan didn't even lock the door of the bathroom. I went in there and he's pulling on his fucking wire. Okay.
0: So that's a rookie mistake. Like I wouldn't make that mistake, but just for the sake of of content, to say that. <laughs> but come on, give me. I would never. Are you fucking serious? Okay. Anyway, look that. <laughs> yes. For the sake of the show, that's what would happen, but oh, I would, my, okay. I always lock the door.
2: <laughs> okay, what I was looking at my phone for is there's a tweet out of the Top Marks account that is blowing up right now. And it is so amazing that I have to interrupt uh, what we were talking about right now, because from Hulk Hogan, who posted a photo of himself with Bam Margera and said, damn, Bam, I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out again, my brother. Love you. Miss you. HH. And then immediately followed up with, got Ryan and Bam mixed up. Sorry, Bam. HH.
0: Oh, my God. Is that real? I'm looking at that right now. It's it's real.
2: It is very real. <laughs> whoopsie brother yeah he
1: actually did post <laughs> whoopsie
0: brother oh my god
1: okay yeah that is uh, that is so fucking funny but
0: i
2: also agree that stefan will probably be first to go and i think it'll be i i think i saw this actually on an episode that i was watching Some- this is why
1: it's psychotic when you have twitter notifications on your phone because your this tweet is blowing up and your phone just is not it's stopping. just
2: rattling non <laughs> yeah uh
1: Seventy-three people have liked it and it was posted six minutes ago, so
2: um, so okay, so so going back to The Bachelor, I'm pretty sure I saw an episode where you know when they, they all like first meet the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, they all have like maybe this like weird thing planned for their introduction to like make an impression on him. Yeah. One of the ones I saw, <clears throat> the girl like busted out like some hot dogs or something out of her pocket. I can't remember. She had, she had pocket hot dogs. Pocket dogs. And I assume that Stefan is also going to have pocket hot dogs, but not to not as part of like a gag to impress the bachelorette. Just to just, eat. Just for food. Yeah. <laughs> and she sees him eating pocket hot dogs, and it's like, what is that guy's deal? And that's why he gets to know <laughs> I respect it. I agree. I'm pr- look, if our bachelorette or bachelor expert listeners are out there, please... Okay, tell us what you think. Please yeah. confirm that I'm not crazy that there was a girl who had pocket hot dogs at one point. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, okay, sure so it seems happened. like
1: we're all in agreement. Stefan goes first and I go yep. last. Yeah, and I'm somehow floating in the middle. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I be- if I'm not mistaken, like 10 people get eliminated on the first show. So it could just be <laughs> that Stefan happens to get bumped off before
2: you. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We'll go from there into everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week?
0: Uh, I actually don't know. I was very busy this week, and I didn't do anything that I liked. (laughs) 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 I know, right? (laughs) Happens to the best of
2: us. I Uh, felt so much pressure that I had to go see Solo this weekend, not even because I wanted to see it necessarily, but because I needed a one good thing. Um, oh wow! Did, so I'm re- with you. did I
0: recommend? Did I recommend Evil Genius on Netflix about the uh, pizza? Industry? No, you didn't. All right, I'm gonna recommend that. It's the Duplass Brothers produced it. Uh, it's four episodes, true crime documentary about this pizza delivery guy who gets a bomb strapped to his neck by these crazy people, and they force him to rob a bank. And then the bomb blows up and kills him. And they have to figure out who did it and why. And it's this uh, very mysterious, a lot of twists and turns. And uh, yeah, it's four episodes. You can watch it in an afternoon.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's great. I've heard lots of people talk about how awesome it is. So that's great. All right. Um, I will recommend uh, an album. Um, The Pusha T album came out this week and it's awesome. Uh, So, you know, check that out. But I'm, I'm going to recommend everyone knows Pusha T. So I'm going to recommend something a little smaller. It's an EP uh, by an Australian lady named Hatchie. That's H A T -T 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 P. C-H-I-E and the EP is called Sugar and Spice and uh, it kind of reminds me a lot of like uh, the Cranberries uh, kind of like late 90s dream pop and uh, it's awesome I've been listening to it nonstop, uh, so if that's the kind of thing Justin and I think you'd really dig it um, if that's the type of thing that you're into then I would say to check it out so it's the Sugar and Spice EP from Hatchy.
2: right on. Uh, well, right before we recorded this episode, we, of course, just recorded our uh, a movie review episode for uh, Small Soldiers, which happens to be a film that is dedicated to the life and memory of Phil Hartman, Ah. as it was his final release uh, after he was killed. And, of course, we are recording this, and we recorded that episode as well, on the 20th anniversary of his passing. And I thought I would take this opportunity to recommend his, like, Best of SNL DVD, which has some outstanding sketches on it. But instead, what I'm going to do is recommend just news radio, the entire... Series, you know, there's some great, there's some great uh, Bill McNeil heavy episodes in there. The Kane is a very good one. Yeah, the Kane's a classic. I also really like the one I can't remember the name of it, where he sets up like a smoking studio so that he can smoke while he does the news. Yes, uh, which is a, a brilliantly funny episode as well. There's just like it's such a great sitcom, and I feel like it just gets overlooked when people talk about like great sitcoms of the 90s quite often um for like how great it is consistently throughout its entire run so yeah uh honor the memory of the wonderful phil hartman by going back and enjoying some of his best stuff as bill mcneil on news radio and with that that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate has been Beck. Thank you so much for letting us record here this afternoon. Uh, no producer this week. Daniel Cozzetto was uh, in school, I guess. We'll put it that way. He is, uh, he just...
1: Last week, he turned his life around, and he's going for his GED. So he's <laughs> already back to school. And it's weird. they When they went to go get it, they're like, ah, you still look young enough, and he is now going to David Thompson High School. So it's... Uh, <laughs> it's really cool it's an awesome little program they've got going there where they let 25 uh, year olds uh, with mustaches who smoke uh, $400 of weed a week uh, into the schools it's a cool outreach thing and uh, yeah he's doing great uh, everything he's told me sounds awesome so I'm really proud of him and I'm so, yeah, so proud of him so that's where he is today he's at school if you
2: want to support the program and listen to all of our donor content including that small soldiers episode that I just talked about you can head on over to patreon.com slash real good show we are sorry to uh, bump our big exclusive uh, marquee hockey guest once again but it was either record over the phone today or record in person next week and it would probably be a little bit more fun to do it in person Definitely as the inaugural guest in the Real Good Studio next week as Uh, well. Let's hope so, yes. Fingers crossed on that front so uh, lots to look forward to on the Patreon feed over the next couple weeks but uh, that Small Soldiers one should be up as you listen to this Uh, and of course you can find video and images of everything that we talked about today over on on the blog at realgoodshow.com the Twitter feed is at realgoodshow the Facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash realgoodshow and of course it always does us a big solid if you head on over and rate and review the program wherever you happen to get it whether that's Stitcher or iTunes or Anywhere? Any other places? Maybe the Google Play Store is that a po- thing? Uh, Podbean. A thing, yeah. The yeah.
1: Podbean is that still a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Pod.
2: A uh, Podbean. I don't know.
1: Check us out on Podbean.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you get a, the thing, review the thing. That's all I'm asking. I don't think it's too much to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette.
0: Stefan Hack.
2: John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Marco fleshlight. Del Zotto. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's the
0: title I think. Yeah, I, I went back to fleshlight I was almost gonna say Podbean. I was, was close. I
1: was, yeah, I was close to saying fleshlight also, but then I was like, Ah, yeah. oh, last week we said dildo. I know. Yeah, so
2: I
0: was it was like, like a fifty-fifty uh, thing. But, yeah. but we we had a good run, I think. Yeah, we've point. done. Yeah, no, we've yeah. done well. I'm,
2: I, I think I think I speak for the entire listening audience, gentlemen, when I say. We're all proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Thank you to everyone who is proud of me. Hard work, but. (laughs) It's a lot of tough (laughs) stuff. You know, you can't. Because I think a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, trying to get, like, a mind meld, you know, with another human, you know, it's a tough, uh, it's not not easy. And so we're trying our best, and we're just trying to make everyone proud. And so thank you. (laughs) Like as long as I could keep a straight face. Yeah, it's
2: all good. <laughs>
0: Childhood. Living.
2: Amen. Well, we got some donors to thank. Oh yeah, fuck. Hear. That's yeah. what I was. Uh, Is the video game episode
0: out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. up. It's uh, on the Twitter feed. Uh, well, let me
1: just pull the up the. Call. We got three donors to thank this week, and they are in no particular order, except for that's I'm reading them in the order in which they donated. Uh, thank you to Eric Berg. Eric for Berg, five dollars. Thank you,
2: Eric. Yeah. Uh, we're, Thanks, man. Yeah, you're a good guy. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, 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 it would be typical of me to try to make some sort of pun on your last name. That it would be typical, but uh, I'm yeah. going to steer away from
1: that one. I don't know. I got to tell you, he seems like kind of a good guy, but some other people have told me Berg is the pits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, thank you. I don't know why I said wow like that was amazing. <laughs> wow!
0: <laughs> That's like the vine where the where the girl blows out the vape cloud.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> we also received a five dollar pledge from Joe Rice.
2: Joe Rice. Yeah,
1: Joe Rice. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, much appreciated on that. And uh, if you're anything like me, just throw some butter on there mm-hmm. uh, and some salt. Say hello to your uncle Ben. <laughs> Say hello to your aunt. University. <laughs> 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 it's like literally the same, just the stupidest like same joke. Like the idea that his uncle's name is Ben Rice. <laughs> that was the guy they named it after. Yeah. Uni- yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh who God. should we name it after? Well, I know this guy, Ben Rice. Pretty good guy. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and your cousin Jerry, also. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, but his last name was just actually Rice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of yeah okay, that's cool. <laughs> 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 he didn't actually have anything to do with the other stuff. No, no, no. He's just like a real guy just, with a just last another name, guy Rice. guy named Rice.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that was actually the title of Jerry's autobiography. Yeah. Just, just a guy, guy named Rice. Named Rice.
2: <laughs> he diversified his funds, too. He invested in like 50% chicken stock. Oh, God, no, that's... And the rest was water. <laughs> he, invested uh, in, he invested in
1: water. <laughs> yep, classic <laughs> investment. Classic investment. <laughs> Good Lord. wander oh, wandering the God. bank tomorrow.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know.
1: Everyone needs <laughs> yeah, water. People are always going <laughs> to need water. Yeah. It's like one of those things I always hear people talking about. Oh, I'm thirsty this. I'm thirsty that. <laughs> I want to take a shower. Give <laughs> me you some open your-
0: you open your safety deposit box, a bunch of water just pours out. <laughs> ah, fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the last donor. <laughs> Uh, with a with a, a classic pledge that we all love, five sixty nine. Oh, classic! And uh, this is from Travis Bateman. <laughs> Travis you. Bateman. Yeah, thank you. Oh, uh, uh, should, should save the Rice
2: guy for last. <laughs> yeah, I can't follow that. Can't follow anything with with, with Bateman. No, um, other than his, I guess uh, Jason Bateman. That guy got in some trouble recently, didn't he? That has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> You didn't even do a, like, oh, your Uncle Jason. (laughs) You folks uh, see this in the news?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, listen. Hey, you know what, Bateman? I'll tell you this. If you ever want to stop donating, I'd like to see you worm your way out of that one.
0: Oh, Christ. Okay. Did did we finish yet? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: I think we're done. I thought that was pretty good. Bateman, get it? Like, bait? Like, worm, oh, like worms, like worms are bait. That's I knew what you. you were saying.
1: I knew yeah. you didn't get it, so I no. just figured I'd explain it <laughs> for all the other idiots who are listening to this that probably didn't he, listen. Sometimes puns might, are
2: just so fucking good. He might not have got it either. It's probably not. To be honest, it wasn't really that good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being an asshole. See, no. you see, uh, is he American? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea. I just want to know if he's an American psycho or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, like Patrick. Patrick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that guy, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. Bateman. Mm-hmm. We got it. Yeah.
1: All right. Okay, well, uh <laughs> see you guys yeah, later then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh big gulps. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh my god. All right.
0: <laughs> ah, motherfucker oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, that eh? Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't.
2: Thanks, Bedford. Billy Reidman.
0: Watch it, you fucking asshole. Fuck! He named after Raekwon, the chef, the guy from Wu Tang Clan. You have some rollers, you go emergency toilet for five minutes, in, and then you say, and you, then you hit let, and you don't say, sorry. you think you're a good kid? I ain't getting this in voice.
1: <laughs> We're gonna give them two minutes to think about what they've done. Consider yourself a pretty
0: good tracker, then, huh?
2: Well, If it's just blatantly obvious, and curious where this sucker lived, and so I walked about half uh, half a mile out of my way to sort that out. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry. Okay, but if you
0: let it get to half by Wednesday, then you pay 20. No, back by, at it the won't floor. get to half
2: by it, right by if Wednesday. It's going to be 40, and then on Friday it'll be 40. Not 40, again. 20. Yeah,
0: it's going to be 20.
2: No, <laughs> it's going to be 20. <laughs> Not half. Half of 80 is 40. But no, listen. To what I'm saying, just fucking play score. Google makes jobs. Google, God. God. Google good. You player. see
1: that? I've been in your hot tub, Scotty. You know, you know this, body. Those horses are back safe at the farm after quite the escapade this evening. They made it through these woods and straight on to Route Two during heavy traffic.